are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We got plenty of stuff to get through today. Going to be a little bit of a jumbled episode for a Tuesday edition. We're going to start off with some recruitment news, both good and bad, for the Arizona State Sun Devils football team. After that, in the second segment, me and Connor are going to sit down and talk about the Jaden Daniels situation and what the team should be thinking about, about what's going on moving forward. And then we're going to close it out with our first preview of the Arizona State basketball team's game that tips off tonight against Portland. Once again, you're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Remember that we're free and available on all platforms, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Music, Google Music, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content that you're going to find anywhere in the whole wide world. Make sure you follow me, Connor, and the podcast on Twitter. Myself, Richie Bradshaw, at RichieBrads36, Connor, at Cedrios, and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. We love to interact and talk sports with anyone. We also put out really, really dumb opinions and some really funny memes because we're not just robots, but I mean, we do, we do especially love talking sports. But before we get started, I am contractually obligated to ask Connor, how are you? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to tip off for ASU. While them playing Portland is not the biggest deal in the world, it's just exciting to have the, the team back. So we'll, we'll talk about this more in the basketball segment, but with how poorly last year ended, I think we're just ready to kind of like put that behind us and, and see what Bobby Hurley and this team can do uh, going forward. Because if you can get off to a fast start and potentially make some noise this season, uh, I think it could be quickly forgiven. Uh, so I, I'm just ready to get this season started. Um, ready to talk about just more Sun Devils content, whether it's football or basketball. Yeah, and there's going to be plenty for us to talk about now that basketball season is full force. We're not going to have nearly as much downtime throughout the week. It, it's going to be like nonstop talk for the next two months until January when it, it the only thing that's going on is major bowl games and the national championship, which unfortunately Arizona State will not be a part of. So for the next two months, all of November and all of December – you're going to have just nonstop Arizona State sports talk. And I'm here for it. But before we get started, we got to talk about the news regarding the future of the Arizona State football program. The good news, we got we to gotta commit. The bad news, we had to decommit. Connor, tell me about the commit. So first of all, these happened like with it, essentially like an hour of each other. But ASU got a three-star tight end. Committed from Springfield, Oregon, a uh, six foot five, two hundred twenty pounder, uh, by the name of Jacob Newell. So, uh, incoming freshman tight end, definitely nice to have. Um, it, what What's going to be different about the ASU team is with a lot of graduating players, there's going to be room for a lot of starters. So, with this class specifically, uh, you don't have very many guys. So, uh, you're going to need guys like Jacob Newell to step up, whether it's his freshman year, if not sooner rather than later, just because there's going to be a lack of depth upcoming for this team. Uh, so while he may be a three-star recruit now, we'll see how uh, Herman Company can implement him into their system. Uh, but nice to have another big body for Jaden Daniels to throw to. Bold of you to assume that Herm Edwards is going to be there. 
I'm just talking as of today. This is what we know. We're not. We don't know anything about Herm Edwards. We're not speculating on Herm Edwards as of right now. He's the coach of the ASU Sun Devils. I think that is the most political response that you could get, but I don't blame you for it. I wrote it down. I practiced it. I know. I see it right in front of you. It's it's right on your notes. It says, "Say this as monologue as possible." Monotone, not monologue. Say this as monotone as possible. But either way. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not earth-shattering news. We didn't get, like, the number one tight end in the country, but it is nice to see that we're still able to get some visits done and get some get some recruits coming in to fill in for players. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the tight end position because I think we're going to miss Curtis Hodges a lot more than we realize. Even though he's been so hit and miss this year, I mean, he got blank last week. He didn't have a target. I don't even know if he played, truth be told. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, there, there's weeks where Curtis Hodges goes off, and then there's Drops weeks where, fumbles yeah, other stuff. So, but with that being said, he is a really good athlete, and he's got that yards after catch ability that we haven't had from a tight end in a long, long time. So, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. But there you go, another body for the tight end room. But unfortunately, with a body in the tight end room. We lose a body on the defensive line in the form of Sincere Massey, I believe is how you say it. Yep, so three-star defensive lineman. Uh, he has a verbal commitment to Texas, Texas Tech, so it looks like that's where he's going now. Uh, but as I had mentioned before, uh, we got some guys kind of rotating on this defensive line. Uh, it's not so much that Massey was going to be a plug-and-play kind of starter for us. Uh, when you're losing guys like Jermaine Lole, I think we had talked before, um, uh, Omar Norman Lott is a freshman. Yes, and, and then, one but, I'm very excited about. Uh, but DJ Davidson, I think, was a redshirt junior. So you're probably getting guys like him back. And then Trevez Moore uh, was the transfer kid from LSU, who I think is a graduate student. Yes. Uh, so Unfortunately, he can't come back, and he's injured. He, he's gone as well. But you have other guys like BJ Green or Anthony Cooper as well as this defensive line. So, again, it's not that Matthew is going to be a plug-and-play starter. But here, here's just it, – it's what sucks. Like, you have the ability to tell kids, like, hey, we've got a lot of kids coming and going in the next year, not even due to, to kids entering like a transfer portal or anything, but... No, it's just graduates. Just a ton of graduates. Like, you could... It's it's somewhat rare to offer... And I don't want to, like, two ASU's horn up too much, but on a quality program, in terms of, like, as far as the Pac-12 goes, on a pretty quality program, it's not necessarily easy to just almost offer kids starting time, especially freshmen. Not that, again, Massey was going to be that guy, but you're going to have a lot of roles that you need to fill... And even regardless of the starting roles, there's a lot of, of backup players that do get some playing time that like some of these kids are going to step up into. So for another kid to decommit, I, like seriously, with about an hour after the Jacob Newell news, uh, not great to see that the ASU uh, recruiting class of 2022 uh, is now back down to five players, I think, uh, which is the lowest among all the Power 5 schools. That's really not good news. And depending on what ends up happening with all these allegations for the, the violations of the COVID protocol and everything. Look, so I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and they think that I'm being overdramatic when I say that I expect like some serious sanctions to come down in Arizona state for these violation of COVID protocols. Probably. But that's also me preparing for the worst because I feel like this could absolutely be a deal where the NCAA would look at this and be like, hey, you you risked a lot of people's safety. We need to come down hard on you and strip scholarships and stuff like that. Odds are they just get slapped with a fine, maybe lose a year of bowl game eligibility. 
it's not going to be as bad as we're painting it out to be. It's not like some of the other controversies that we've seen over the last few years. But the point of me saying that is if you do get slapped hard on the wrist and now you don't have a really good recruiting class, you might have to do what U of A did and start holding out some tryouts. It's, it's very depressing to see how small this recruiting class is. And you really hope that it can get turned around sooner rather than later and hopefully get some influx of talent in because you definitely don't have any five stars. I don't even know if you have any four stars right now in that recruiting class. I believe you have one. Uh, we can talk about the recruiting class at a later date. Uh, but those are, essentially, that's the good and bad news of it. We have one player committing and then one player decommitting. Two totally different positions, and we'll, we'll see how this shakes out once we get into next season. Perfect. Well, with that being said, we're going to end our first segment nice and short for you guys because when we return, we got to talk about Jaden Daniels and everything that's going on there. What do I mean by that? Stick around and find out. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. They're a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Here's how it works. If you take all of your users and you just give them the promo code Locked On. They're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just make sure to use the promo code Locked On. You pick two to five players and an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries, and what I mean by that is you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON or to go, go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back to the second segment of a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day, especially knowing that we're free and available on all platforms. It doesn't get much better than that. Connor, it's time to have a serious maybe even an awkward conversation. We got to talk about Jaden Daniels and, and the situation that he has put these Sun Devils in. And I'll preface it with this. I love Jaden. I do. He is a lot of fun to watch. He's one of the highest recruited quarterbacks Arizona State has ever got. He was the first ever true freshman to start day one for the Sun Devils. Looked really good over his first two years. Looked very promising to the point where he had NFL draft hype. We haven't seen that for an Arizona State quarterback probably since Jake Plummer in the 90s. Legitimate, or I, I guess you could say... Brock Osweiler uh, was the second Brock round Osweiler. pick, sir. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let and me he worked out extremely well. He had a Super Bowl ring. That's all that matters. And he got paid. Yeah, I'll backtrack since Osweiler. But again, Osweiler was in the 2012 draft class. He also felt like a very surprising second-round pick when it happened, in my opinion. And that's another another discussion for another time. But either way, so you, you mentioned almost an awkward conversation. I, I kind of gave my opinion on it yesterday when I, I felt like Jaden Daniels has peaked. So here's where it gets awkward. Like, what do you do going into next year? There's, there's nowhere to go. Like, hypothetically, yes, could he declare for the draft? Sure, but if I'm Jaden, I don't think that makes a ton of sense. It'd you're, be a huge mistake. You're not gaining ground on any of your competition. 
Uh, and seriously, like when you look back at like, you're uh, not even a camp arm if if you declare. You're not even a camp arm. I yeah. I, I mean seriously, if he does, he is is. It's almost like uh, someone's doing him a favor because he knows somebody and they're just getting him in there to camp. Like I, I you're looking at a five and three Sun Devils team, right? Or no, 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 six and three. Yeah, six and three, six and three, because we're both eligible. A six and three Sun Devils team, and it's like, how how, how can this quarterback be that bad? Like, regardless of, of the rest of your team, like just because you play quarterback in college football, and even if you do it at a good level, doesn't mean you're an NFL caliber quarterback. Jaden Daniels does not look comfortable passing the ball, and he does not do it consistently. He might flash in moments here and there, and that kind of saves him a little bit. But overall, Jaden Daniels, from my very unprofessional scouting eye, just does not look like he has it. So if if he has peaked, if he is what he is, do I think he can come back and we can still win some games with him next year? Yes. But more often than not, it feels like we win. I, At least this season, it feels like we win in spite of him. I, I wouldn't have said that over the last couple of years, but he's kind of putting the, the defense or even the rest of the offense in bad situations sometimes. He can't control chip train and fumbling or anybody else fumbling on this team or, or any of the drops. But like the, the dude just... He is what he is at this point, and they feel like they're stuck with him for one more year. And it's going to be one more potential season of like mediocrity to, yeah, we had an okay season. But my hopes right now, especially with a lot of talent leaving or essentially either graduating or heading to the NFL draft, like I'm not sure they're going to be able to reload. And next year, in my opinion, is going to be much worse than what they've had to do this year. Yeah, you're going to need some kind of Jake Plummer junior year to senior year jump in order to stay like not not just relevant, but even in the conversation of being a good Arizona State quarterback, like fine, fine freshman year, not fine, really good freshman year, threw 17 touchdowns against just two interceptions, really good freshman year. And again, day one starter as a true freshman. That's never happened for the Sun Devils before. And we've been playing football for probably 80-ish years, something like that, probably even close to 100. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. We became a university sometime in the 1800s. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. The point is, he's got the accomplishments. But for some reason, he had a huge, huge fallback this year. And we can't figure out why. Like, let, let me explain that more. We can't figure out how he's gone from one extreme to the other. Obviously, we can see on the tape what he's doing but I just don't understand. These are two totally different players. The guy who played his first two years with the team has become a completely different person. It's unrecognizable. His and completion percentage is better. It's 10 times better. He's hovering at like 67%. It's like 62, just above 60. Or sorry, just above 67%, like 67.2. It's great. But the problem is he's just so... Passive isn't even the right word. Like, he's... I <sighs> Passive feels too far, but he's definitely not executing, right? When you see some of his electric play in the open field, like, it, it doesn't feel like he's so timid to, like, make a decision. Like, there, there's times where he's just taken off down the field because he knows he's got an open shot at, like, 10-plus yards. And, and I like some of that decisiveness. But at times, there's absolutely just air-mailed, errant throws that he's just not hitting guys. Uh especially when you need to make those passes. Like, no no quarterback is perfect, but Jaden Daniels feels like he's very far from it. So I, I'm not sure what the solution is because I, the, the best case scenario is he just gets better, uh, right? I, I don't think Jaden Daniels is 
I think it's fair to say that Jaden Daniels is one of the, the fan favorites, right? With some of his recent play, maybe he's not the most favorite player um, mm-hmm. because it feels like part of some of their losses have definitely been put on him. But at the same time, if we know it's not going to get better, like what do you do? Do you just write it out with Jaden for another year? Uh, do you move on to Trenton Borgay? Do you try to bring in like, uh, and this is, uh, again, Spencer we Rattler. feel like it is a long shot, but like Spencer Rattler, who is potentially rumored to be a potential landing spot. So uh, while that's not even likely, like even if you do make a switch, is it an upgrade? Or are we just in for one more bad year before we are able to move on from Jaden? Here's the thing. Where a few weeks ago where I talked about the dream situation is you get Rattler to commit, but he has to sit out a year so that you get Jaden for his senior year. The dream scenario has now become you get you get Rattler to transfer and he gets immediate eligibility. That is now the pipe dream because I do not trust Jaden to continue leading this football team in the sense of to a Pac-12 South title, a Pac-12 championship, a New Year's Six Bowl game. I do not trust Jaden to get us there at that point. And if he's listening to the podcast, use that as fuel, my man. If you've listened to any other podcast, you know that this podcast loves you. But we're frustrated with what we're seeing. And we need we need you to be better. The team needs you to be better. You need to step up because right now we're looking at you and we're completely questioning the future of the organization. Like, not the organization, the football team. It's It's getting to a point where... I don't know if we can continue to roll you out with the expectation that we can be a competitor. Right now, we feel like a solid second to third place in our own division. We feel like a four to five loss team, and that's just not going to cut it. it it's, it's not that we have these Alabama expectations. We're not expecting you to take us undefeated and go all the way to the national championship game. That's... Not what we're asking. What we're asking is you to play up to the level of talent that we know you're capable of. And that's where I'm so frustrated is I know how good you can be. Why aren't you there? And you, you use the word expectations, and I think that's kind of it. Like, I, I think Rich and I can both come back in this podcast if Jaden Daniels plays either extremely hot to end the season or at some point next year if he's just playing extremely well. We will sit down, record the podcast, and tell you absolutely how wrong we were. And we're happy to do that because that means the Sun Devils are winning. Uh, Jaden Daniels is making strides. And again, a guy we genuinely do enjoy watching and hope that he has a future in the NFL. But right now, that just doesn't feel like the case. So at this point, I think there needs to be adjustment for the fans of what they expect from this team going forward. Yes, we can be competitive, as Richie had said, maybe second or third place, depending on the rest of the Pac-12. But We'll see, man. I, I think with a lot of talent leaving this next season, it, it's going to be a hard year to watch next year. So if you were going to try to take a swing at the Pac-12 title, not just even the South, this was the year to do it, and they let that slip to their fingers. And a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it does fall on Jaden Daniels. It's just, it's disappointing, to say the least. Putting it as nicely as possible, it's very disappointing. I just don't understand is it the fact that he didn't have familiarity with the weapons? I, I'm not sure. Like that, That's another good point, how we had guys like Nikhil Harry, and then we had uh, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk and Frank Darby. Like what we, we can talk about how on and off maybe Frank Darby was, but at the same time, like probably a more quality weapon than even something that he's got now. And it, it's no not even a diss to any of the guys that he has, but I, I think at least in their defense, when Jaden Daniels is averaging like, I don't know, 22, 23 passing attempts a game, like, a lot of these guys don't get a chance to shine. So 
And if Jaden Daniels is is also throwing some errant passes here and there, um, they just don't seem to have the same guys that they have in years past. So w- without that, for sure, like number one X, throw it up to him. He's going to come down with it kind of receiver. Like maybe that's part of the problem right now, but Jaden Daniels is just certainly not part of the solution. And it's again, for like the hundredth time, it's just disappointing. And I want to be fair. I don't want to pin this all on Jaden because there's a lot more problems than just the play of Jaden Daniels. But being the face of the Arizona State Sunbelts football team, because you're the quarterback, you're the starting quarterback, and you had a lot of expectations coming into this year, it's very disappointing. You have underachieved. You need to do better. Love you, Jaden. Absolutely love you to pieces. I'll defend you till the day I die because you are my quarterback and I ride and die with my quarterback. But I am upset and I am frustrated. And I'm not the only one. I know the fan base is clamoring. The fan base that is not as patient as me. We got to get something done. But in the meantime, we're rooting for you. But that's going to wrap up our second segment. When we return for our third and final segment, it's time to talk some basketball. As the Arizona State Sun Devils get ready to tip off against Portland tonight in Tempe. You were listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before are available now from BetOnline. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And we return for the third and final segment of a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. And for the first time on this podcast, we're going to be doing a basketball game preview for the Sun Devils. Tip-off is tonight against Portland. I could not be more excited for a multitude of reasons, but if for nothing else than to finally sit down and really, really, truly get dedicated and involved with the ASU basketball team, it's no longer just about going to games and having a good time. Now I'm going to actually be like watching these games intently with a purpose. It feels nice. It's exciting. I, I feel a sense of responsibility and I'm, I actually like the responsibility. It's not going to feel like a chore, Connor. Like it's just, it's more content for us to talk about. That depends on how this season goes. Yeah, I guess that's true too. So it's just, it's a recurring theme of Arizona State teams that we're so excited for. And then the season starts and we're like, wow, this, this kind of sucks. So for this upcoming game, I mean, it is, it is an opening game, right? It's against, for lack of a better term, it's it's a nobody, right? Even with all of our struggles last year in a season which Bobby Hurley had essentially deemed it a disappointment, which uh, it was a colossal disappointment in, in all rights. But Portland last year was 6-15 and and 0-11 inside their own conference. Uh, while ASU was not phenomenal last year, I think they were 7-11 and in the conference. Uh, but then they were 11-14 overall, so nothing necessarily to write home about. But a lot of things didn't go right for the Sun Devils last year. Um, does that mean they're going to absolutely just rebound um, and just dominate the Pac-12 this year? No. There, there's a lot of um, preseason polls where it seems like they're projected to finish somewhere between like third and fourth to even like seventh. So 
Yeah, I don't think you put too much stock into the preseason rankings, but I, I think that gives you a good understanding of where the national media thinks that this team's going to end up. So right now, it, it feels like we're going to be the underdog in a lot of situations. In a game against Portland, no. If I hadn't already mentioned it, I think they're a 24.5-point favorite. So you know you're more than likely already going to win this game. Now I say that with a caveat. If we have to come back from this podcast and talk about a loss, um, I might quit. That's not true, but I might You literally stole the words out of I, I, I might like, say I would quit, too. I might hypothetically quit. Or I'd, I'd at least change my name, but it's the exact same voice and opinions. But um, more than likely, you're going to win this game. It's more of a question of how much. Uh, Bobby Hurley also highlighted... a more so a lack of chemistry last year as another potential reason for the loss. Um, not pinning things on players per se, taking a lot of credit to himself. Um, but in terms of the chemistry, like you've got some new guys in the offense. So uh, I, I'm not sure if that's going to be a benefit to at least have these new faces. Uh, but I think we can start with uh, their new guard for Toledo. Uh, Marion Jackson is coming over. I think he's in his fifth year, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, we had talked earlier on a basketball preview, uh, or at least kind of talking about the season. Uh, he was averaging somewhere in the realm of like, I think, 18-ish points per game. Uh, dude was a star for his specific conference. I think he was actually even player of the year. He was the MAC player of the year last year. 18 so, points a game. 18.1. So look at you. Right on the, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So he'll, he'll look to be a contributor for the Sun Devils team. I'm not sure he quite has some of the... Uh, eye-popping numbers. I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, he had two triple-doubles last year as well uh, that earned him that uh, essentially Mac player of the year, and they were like 18 days apart. So I uh, definitely had his hot streaks as well. Um, we'll, we'll see where they go. But I, I think um, highlighting the chemistry uh, as well as some of the new faces, we'll, we'll see if that gives them a better chance uh, than they were last year when they finished 11 and 14. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of exciting pieces that we're going to get to see. Marion Jackson, definitely the most exciting transfer that you have coming in from Toledo. He'll be one of the main role players that we have from our from our projected starting five. Jay Heath is another guy transferring from Boston College who was averaging 13.6 points a game last year. He's going to be someone we look at. Kamani Lawrence, obviously, is going to be another big player. And then you have the returning guys, Marcus Bagley and Jalen Graham. Now, Marcus Bagley, he is like your one potential player. Like, if you're looking at Arizona State basketball, like, he has that has the ability to be the face of your team. So, uh, I think he played like maybe 12 games last year, was a little bit banged up. But if you're going to make a push for the Pac-12, he's going to be a big reason why. Or at least I should say he has to. Um, so a lot is going to be shouldered by him. Uh, not that ASU doesn't have some other players uh, around him, but uh, he needs to be the leader of this team, even as a, a sophomore. But if Bagley can take this team uh, above and beyond, he might lead the program potentially for the NBA if things go his way. But uh, I would love to see at least one season with Bagley at the helm, uh, really just essentially anchoring this team leading to some success in the Pac-12. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that Bagley is definitely the guy who all eyes are going to be on him because he decided to return to Arizona State and not do the one-and-done that you see so often with NBA prospects that that comes with the territory of having the one-and-done philosophy in college basketball. So it was a really good get for Bagley to come back. I think he's definitely the guy that we're all going to be watching very carefully this year. I would tell you he might end up being the most important player, depending on what ends up happening 
with Marion Jackson, who again he he was the prize the the prize possession that we got during the offseason. Yeah, right with all the faces that we had left. Well, obviously we have Boache as well uh, at center, but we're not of necessarily course. expecting a ton of him in terms of starting play uh, with Jalen Graham playing. So we'll, we'll see where his minutes end up through the first couple games of the season. But but no, you're right uh, in terms of starters. Uh, Marion Jackson and Jay Heath were some guys that were at least projecting to be bigger for the ASU Sentinels this season. Yep. So, the again, the the five that we're thinking are going to end up starting, Marion Jackson, Jay Heath, Kamani Lawrence, Marcus Bagley, and Jalen Graham. We expect another big performance, hopefully, depending on if you get up big in the game and maybe you start bringing your bench players in, your reserve players. We want to see Enoch Boache. Uh, there, there's a few other guys that we could highlight as well. Off the top of my head, Will Felton, one of our freshmen, would be pretty cool to see get some action. Off the top of my head. Sure. So uh, with this game, uh, again, I, I think we're not necessarily focusing on the score too much if you're expecting your team to win. But you're looking at other things that don't show up in the box score. How does the team chemistry look? Um, how well does it feel like Bobby Hurley is running this game? Does he feel like he makes does he feel like he makes uh, good adjustments when needed? Um, also, does Marcus Bagley kind of steal the show? Uh, if they get up early and often, you know, some of their starters might give way to maybe some other guys off the bench as well, uh, just to keep everybody fresh. But uh, we're, we're looking for some takeaways from this game that may not necessarily show up on the stat sheet. 100%. And what I would tell you guys where football, we normally make some bold predictions and score predictions. I think it's too early to make any bold predictions, especially for a team that's so different looking that we're not sure where to start, and I'm definitely not making a score prediction on a basketball game. So we'll do this. 24 and a half points, you said, was the spread, right? I would take ASU to cover. There you go. I was just going to ask. I will also take Arizona State to cover. I think we win by, I don't know, 27, 28. Sure, closer to 30. Yeah, so I think that... This team has talent, and I think that you hope the expectations are met. And it, just like the Arizona State Sun Devils football team, you, usually, with the exception of this year, we just expect you to be competitive. With the exception of this year for the football team, we expected you guys to compete for the Pac-12 entirely. But we're just asking you to be competitive, be in the top half of the Pac-12. Now, admittedly, that is asking a lot, because the Pac-12 has pretty good basketball programs out here. But we would like to see you guys in the top half. I feel like that's attainable. I feel like that's reasonable to ask. So with that being said, I think that's going to wrap up everything for us. So that is the end of a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. When we return tomorrow, we will be going over the basketball game. Lots of detail, lots of, lots of analysis from your quote-unquote experts, Richie Bradshaw and Connor Drios. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. Now go ahead and make your second listen to Locked On Pac-12 podcast with with uh, expert Cindy Robinson. Excuse me, I'm stumbling on my words. Make sure you follow me and Connor on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and at Drios. Follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there Monday through Friday, giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content, football, basketball, and otherwise. Thank you guys so much. And remember, you keep it locked right here 
on Locked On Sun Devils.